Welcome to Season 2 of Voices of Value, a conversation between Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton and their high-achieving guests from professional sport, Olympians, business leaders and ordinary people with value hacks to share through simple life lessons. If you're keen to reach your next level personally and professionally, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Rick and Peter. Welcome to Voices of Value, and it is our very last episode of 2019. Peter Kakos here with my fellow co-host, Ricky Rushton. Welcome, Rick. And it's been a while where avid listeners are saying, where is our weekly dose? It's just really because of the fact that it's been a busy period of time for the year for everybody, hasn't it? What I'm hearing is excuses, Rick. That's, okay. uh Yeah, look, we, we've uh, we've let a few people down, let's we be have, honest. Uh, we have. We've reflected. <laughs> we've taken the lessons on board. And it's feedback. And we're not failing. It's first attempt in learning, which we learnt from Paul McGee throughout the year. This is what we should be doing, just reviewing some of the lessons learned from some of the great thought leaders that we actually interviewed over this year and over the life of this podcast, which is now going into its third real year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um, and on that, gee, we've gone, we've ventured into some amazing sort of conversational pieces this yep. year, some incredible people that we've spoken to. And at times, as as those uh, as listeners would know, and well and truly our guests would know, is we keep it very organic. So, at times, we really don't know where the conversation is going to go, um, because that's the way we like to keep it, and yep. it ends up in some some pretty thought provoking sort of places. Would you agree? Well, I agree. I think of Wayne Schwoss talking about emotional well being, and then you know later on in the year he has to speak at Danny Frawley's funeral, and we're hearing him share with a wider listening audience than our podcast, our humble podcast, the same lessons he was sharing with us back then in that particular episode, Pete, about identifying the challenge and working through the challenge with loved ones and family and just the, the raw numbers just really made me pay attention to realistically the fact that in those particular odds, there had to be someone close to me in my immediate sphere that was going through it. So it really brought it home to me. So yeah, whether it be him or Nick Brax talking about the same sort of topic, it's it's really a deep topic which we're aware of. And, and we want to spend a lot of 2020 just coming up with some real positivity around anyone who's dealing with that at the moment, how we can help you sort of you know get to the light and out of the darkness and pardon the pun. But that's really what, what it's all about, I think. Mm. And we've just spent the last two hours planning VV, Voices of Value, for 2020. And I've got to say it's, it's pretty exciting because we've already got an incredible lineup already to make its way onto uh, the airwaves in 2020. So we're really excited about that. And today, wanted to sort of talk about, you know, with each other and, and, and with you, the listeners, about, you know, how is your 2020 looking? But before we go into 2020 is really have a look at 2019 and have a – because I think it's important to recognise and reflect on the year that was and, and no doubt there would have been some challenges. Yeah, you know, it's interesting and, and you, I take this time to sort of look at what people post on Facebook yeah. or – uh, even on um, LinkedIn or, yep. or, or or photos on Insta or whatever it may be and really reflecting on the year that was and for some I've read that it was probably the toughest year that they've ever had for others it was it was it, they use more like challenging terms um, you know it's a challenging year or whatever it may be and some just you know had, had the greatest year ever so really doesn't matter what year you had as long as you recognize that acknowledge that and take the learnings from it and uh, and then how to powerfully sort of project yourself into 2020 and, you know, that growth mindset I, th I think is really important. Yeah, and I think the other thing with that, Pete, was 
you know, the economic conditions that we experienced in 2019 was the same as everybody else. Some people thrived in it, others survived in it, and some just didn't get out of the blocks. And so why is that? So it always comes back to our philosophy, our personal philosophy. And it's hard to see the light when we're feeling a lot of darkness. It's hard to sort of see the opportunities when we're sort of hell-bent on some failures from the past. And what I loved about our podcast this year was no topic was off the table, no conversation was too deep not to go there. And so from everything from emotional well-being right through to some of the elites and how they're doing it, economically speaking, I mean, you know, when you really stop and think about it, we we started the year, at the, I guess, with a refreshing interview with a fine young man called Sam Harper, who was mm. a BBL young gun. And, you know, he's a kid who who's yeah, the better part of 23, 22, 23, playing cricket at the highest level, enjoying it, having a blast, could see nothing but you know, the optimism. He was so pumped. He was a Brisbane Lions supporter and thought that the Lions would have a great year. We looked at each other and thought, yeah. And laughed uh, out loud. Yeah, yeah stay, stay with cricket, mate, clearly. That's, <laughs> you're not going to have a lot of joy there. And look what Brisbane did this year. So, you know, whether it be that or whether it even be someone like Nathan Buckley who shared so openly his sort of leadership journey and how, you know, the experience in years had, you know, certainly smoothed out some of the rough edges and you know be open to learning opportunities you know we interviewed a Melbourne Cup winning jockey but he wasn't when we interviewed him he was our first actual guest if you think about Mm. that in this podcast talking about he said you know it's not going to define me if I don't win a Melbourne Cup as soon as he won he said I was absolutely full of it it's defined me all right it's the most amazing feeling I've had in a professional sense so I feel like we've really hit a lot of uh, interesting topics around some interesting people but I think you're absolutely right whether you had a good year, bad year or indifferent, what we know is for everyone's potential listening to this, there's probably a gap between your potential and your results. And we're all about bridging the gap and having real conversations with real people who can add value to that. And, you know, whether it be through someone, an elite sportsman like a Craig Williams, whether it be from an elite coach like Richard Day, if you remember episode 39 to 40 for those who are going back through our catalogue, and I'd strongly recommend you do that. Go back and have a look at some it's of these. It's a good time of the year to do that. Bloody mm-hmm. oath. But, you know, Richard Day, you and I had had an association with him dating back to the 90s and the, to sort of pick up the threads with him 20 years later and just hear how time-tested his theories are that are so timely for 2019 as we head into 2020. I mean, I think that's a that's an amazing opportunity that we had uh, with him. And let's not forget about uh, the Ted X talk, Ricky <laughs> Rushton. Uh, absolutely smashed it out of the park Thank there. Thank you. Uh, early in the itchy. I, I, I almost had to think then, was that actually this year? No, was no. that last year? It's um it's amazing how the year's flying. But but the big part about that and 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 also, you know, your book, the the power of connection, but the, that was the essence of what the TED talk was about. But I think that's the essence of what Voices of Value is about. Yeah. Because, you know, as we go through sometimes, you know, turbulent um, times or it might be, you know, you might feel a bit anxious or depressed and, and everyone feels something like that at any particular time. I think what we all come back to and what we all should come back to is is, is that feeling of connection or that's probably what's lacking in, in often when you feel like that is that feeling of connection. So hopefully Voices of Value gives you that feeling of connection and you feel like you're here in the in the studio with us and and, and sharing and, and laughing along or crying along with some of the um, cr- uh, crying with laughter and <laughs> yeah with um, with some of our um, with some of our guests or the, or the crazy things that Rick comes up with but um, <laughs> but whatever whatever that may be we want to make sure that we continue that so I mean, at the end of this we'll ask you again but please you know private messages anyone that you think we need to talk to or any topics that you think well and truly need to be discussed 
um, openly that we can uh, certainly um, bring from the darkness into the light. So Yeah, and just following on from that, Pete, I've had uh, three people this last month say to me, how the hell do you guys get all these people on there? Like, you know, we've we've heard from Olympians and we've heard from, you know, elite sports people and great business leaders and all that sort of stuff. And where are you finding these guys and the gals? And it's like, well, it's just through our connections, whether it be sort of professional, personal, or in a, you know, a, a passion scenario for me is professional sports. So anyone I meet in professional sport who I think has got a real voice of value, we can bring them to the table, whether that be a Nick Maxwell, whether that be a Nathan Buckley, but the same with you with Trent Hotton, you know, again, a, mm. a professional sports person and someone who has, you know, Bianca Chatfield was one of the standout interviews for me, Pete, to be brutally candid and I'm a little bit selfish there because I'm bringing up a teenage daughter with my wife, but episode 13 and 14 for me were one of the absolute highlights of uh, this last 12 months and, um, you know, just B's ability to cut through the challenges of today talk about what young women are facing and how we can sort of make that happen in a positive sense for them moving forward. And that's what that sort of first month of 2020 is going to look like for us because we've got all these elite females lined up ready to sort of share their messages. And, you know, we're not we're not sort of suggesting that you have to be a female to be on our podcast. We're just suggesting that um, we've got some really good elite women who are going to share their stories and their success strategies to give us more optimism, more opportunities, more abundance in 2020 because that's where I think it's at. The whole world at the moment is just looking for a good feel story, I think a good news story and you know, whether it be Brexit in the UK with the elections there and you know Donald Trump's being impeached and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You just kind of go, maybe we've got to stop looking so globally and look more in a micro sense in our own backyard and go... Who's someone I can actually tune into that's going to help me get a, and find a better version of myself? And that's why I think this podcast, that's one of the things I look forward to doing each week is we laugh and we catch up. And, but gee, when you really stop and think about it, we've interviewed some amazing voices mm-hmm. and there's some many more voices yet to come. But I say to anyone listening now, if you've got someone that you think we should be connecting with, by all means, as Pete just said earlier, message us. We'll, we'll certainly reach out to them. If we don't know them, tell you what, they're only a click away for us. We'll get in <laughs> front of them and we'll either get them on this podcast or there'll be a restraining order coming either way. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna we're gonna get in touch with them. So I'm excited by what 2020 holds for all of us. Absolutely. So let's have a look at this. Have a bit of a look at this year, and sort of I think uh, this time of the year is what typically we like to do in terms of the planning and the business sense, and 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 focus on on the 2019 and and potential SWOT analysis. I think is a great thing. Have a look at the strengths and weaknesses and opportunities, particularly the strengths and weaknesses you feel where you're at right now and also the opportunities and the threats of, of 2020 and what that brings. Planning such a um, such an integral part and important part of what we do, um, it is the it really is the essence of everything. And some people probably don't plan the next year or 2020 as well as they've just planned their Christmas party at work or yeah. yeah so so really it's uh, my key message is to make sure that you are stepping into 2020 with in a clear frame of mind. Um, having known what worked and, and what hasn't worked um, in 2019. It's interesting to note that things typically will follow a 90 or 120-day cycle. Yeah. So when you get to January and, and things haven't potentially worked the way they wanted to work in the first two to three or four weeks, just remember that. Just remember it is a 90 to 120-day cycle. Hence why I'm not really that much, to be brutally candid, I'm not really that into New Year's resolutions, that sort of stuff, because – I'd done this probably about you know 30 to 60 days ago, but knowing that what needs to change in 2020 needs to be well and truly in place at the end of 2019. So it doesn't matter where you're at right now, a decision just needs to be made, whether it's you know a, a December you know, 19, 20 or 21 decision or whether it's a January 1, 2, 3 or 4, 
I just, you know, I, I certainly urge you not to just look at that Gen 1 as that line in the sand mm. and just put that line in the sand either now or in the next sort of few weeks if you haven't already done so 30 or 60 days ago and then buckle up. Yeah. Buckle up because it's the 120, 90 to 120-day cycle that's you're really going to start to see some significant change and difference. Well, that's great advice and I think it's also important just to, to be aware that there's macro and micro with a lot of this planning. So, you know, we all need some long-term goals to get us over the short-term obstacles and challenges but we can't be thinking so long-term that it seems like too far away and so it might be demotivating Pete to have these sort of goals set up so you know I think in the macro sense it's where do I want to be in in 12 months time economically speaking where do I want to be living you know so it's a that's a real topic for us at the moment because we <laughs> sold ho- home and moved house in the uh since the last episode and uh wasn't where we were intending to go so clearly well, I applaud you for just being here because this week's been this massive, been massive. You. but yeah you know, what I can tell you is I know economically speaking where I need to be uh for, to fund the lifestyle that I'm absolutely passionate about, but also know that where we're living at the moment and residing won't be where we'll be residing by the end of the year because if that's the case, my wife's going to be unhappy. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, we've got to get that sorted out. But we also need some, you know, very micro goals to sort of get us to that point. And, um, you know, so from that end of town, I'm always operating a little bit like a CEO, but it's not, you know, chief executive officer. I'm just trying to absolutely go every day, who am I trying to connect with? So there's not 200 people I need to connect with. There's probably two or three that might change my whole sort of week ahead, month ahead, quarter ahead, as you say, that you know, 90 to 120-day plan. So I start off every day thinking, who am I connecting with? When I'm on that connection, can I effectively execute what, I, what I'm trying to bring to that relationship or get from it if that's sort of what we're doing and then what's the outcome when I finish that connection is it you know whether I've hung up or left them from a cafe or a meeting you know have I connected properly have I executed whilst I've in that meeting whether that be for 20 minutes two hours or 15 minutes doesn't really matter and then what's the outcome as I've left have I got the outcome I wanted from the start and then, then just repeat if I can do that with you know, enough people over a short-term period of day, take that out over the course of a week. I always remember, you know, Bob Wolf, who was one of our other guests on on the podcast earlier this year, who I would say is arguably the best real estate agent I've seen in the field practicing. He used to talk about the fact that if you could just imagine doing, you know, effectively 20 connections a day, that would be interesting. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all face-to-face. A lot of those could be over the phone. He loved the five face-to-face-a-day model, but he just talked about 20 connects, that's 100 a week, that's 400 a month, that's 4,000 in a year because we only really work 10 months in the year. He said, that'll drop down to 40 transactions in a real estate sense. And I used to think about that. I thought, don't know how true those numbers are, but gee, they sound right. Mm. But rather than look at the 4,000 connects, that's way too far down the track to do it. But could you actually connect with 20 people today? And the answer is, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. I could connect with them pretty easily if I'm really honest about it. So just making it very micro steps where you can actually you know, take some advancement falling forward if you're going to stuff up, you know, as, as you know, again, Paul McGee says, fail forward. You take that sort of 20 connections over the course of a year, that's 4,000 connections. It's got to lead to economic uh, abundance for you, I would have thought. So, so, mate, you're one of, the, one of the best people I know in terms of connections and so forth, and I love that, the, the connect, the execute, the the outcome. Talk to us about how you set that up. Like, are you just randomly getting up in the morning and saying, right, yeah, here they are? What, what's the planning look like behind that? Yeah, you no, know, it's, um, it's well in advance. So uh, as many of our listeners know, I was mentored by the late, great Jim Rohn, and it's sort of still in my mind every year we would connect around this time. Uh, we would connect just before Christmas each year, and he'd ask me what was my first quarter looking like and all those sorts of things. The thing that Jim used to say to me was the best day you have typically is the one that you've prepared the day before, 
And he said, and if you ever doubt that, I can tell you your last productive day would have just been before you went away on holidays last. You would have been having that just before a holiday miracle work day where you got everything mm. done. And, and he said, and why was that? Because you planned a holiday and before that you had to plan what needed to be done beforehand. Who do I need to connect with to help me execute what I'm trying to achieve, which are some outcomes. So he was the one who introduced me to that CEO model. And ultimately... Um, really early doors, the best discipline I could have is, you know, I could have a better tomorrow if I planned it today and then I could stretch it to the next week would be better if I planned it this week. But what he got me thinking was he got me thinking a month out, uh, quarter out and 120 and that was about as far as he wanted me to think out thinking. So before Easter next year, he'd want me to know who do I need to connect with if I can connect with only one person in the next sort of three to four months and they could dramatically change what I'm doing, who would that be? So he really got me thinking about that and then it's just funny, you pop it into your head, you pop it into your journal, I don't know this person, I'm going to try and connect with this person. If anything happens, just, it's almost like the universe opens the door for you because you've jotted it down. So what does it look like for me now? I actually have, you know, uh, a one. So I have a scenario where I go six months from now, I can look back and say the last six months were great because these three things happened. What were they? They would be a personal one, a private one to me and probably a professional one. So personal one for my family, what would be a great goal? Now, clearly for me, that's an equine property because it's going to make my wife, my daughter Truth be known, probably my son's happy too in some respects because I know that mum's happy and baby sister's happy and they've got somewhere where as long as it's a big enough property where you know, Lockie would want it sort of bitumenized so he could have some go-karts racing around and <laughs> stuff like that. So that's clearly a big one for me. But ultimately, you know, I'm looking at the best day I ever have is the one I plan out the day before. The best week is typically the one from before and it's the same with the month and the quarter, Pete. So I, I try and look not much further than that and I have big chunky ones for the end of the year but I don't go too much further down that road because we just don't even know what business is going to look like three years from now. Yep. You know, it's changing so quickly. So, you know, big big pro- big projects, I think, just need a, a very short, sharp focus and, um, yeah, and then it gets you out of small talk and it gets you into big conversations because you're very aware of who you're trying to connect with to make sure that you're actually going to progress yourself. Yeah, I love that. Small talk to big conversations. And speaking of big, that's where, uh, you know, I, I really encourage 2020 for me is, is is going to well and truly be about taking risks. It's going to be out of taking big leaps. And, you know, if we're going to project that to our listeners and so forth, and, you know, I, I think that holds me accountable to that with the listeners also to those people around me on a day-to-day basis. But it's about that vision and that vision first and foremost needs to be needs to be big, it needs to be clear and um, also needs to, you do need that adaptability and that mm. um, agility as well because yeah. yeah yeah because like you said things change and gee, business is moving at an absolute rate of knots at the moment it's just it's it's mind boggling the startup companies and what's going on in the tech world and all that sort of stuff so we just we really don't know you know where we're going to end up however we need to just enjoy the ride and um and and really have the vision because don't rely on a company for your vision have your own personal vision this is where you want to do this is what you want to do too many people are relying on others to direct them as to where they want to be i think you've really hit the nail right on the head you've got to have a very clear vision for yourself not what i think my boss wants me to have or not what you know some superior expects me of me in 2020 it's what's the personal vision you've got for your life because here's what i absolutely believe and again this is getting back to jim Rohn mentoring but he would sum it up better than most but he he really drilled this to me once he said does an overweight person need to know what to do to lose weight and I said well no I don't think so we all know if we eat right drink a lot of water you know do a little bit of exercise we'll probably lose weight he goes correct so everyone knows what to do to lose weight why don't we do it 
So knowing what we know, why don't we do? Well, knowing what we know, why do we do what we do? And he says, so now just think about this for a minute. Let's just say that same person is getting married in the first quarter of the new year. Mm. Do they lose weight now? Mm. And I would always laugh and I'd say, well, of course they would. And he goes, why? And I go, well, if I'm the groom, I'll, I'm thinking there's probably two belt sizes I need to come down because I'm going to be walking down the aisle with friends and family and photos that are going to last a lifetime to show my great-grandchildren one day I want to look the best I can look. He goes, correct. And a bride's thinking the dress I want is probably two dress sizes smaller than I am now, so there's a compelling reason. So it's not that we need to know what to do. It's actually knowing why we want it. And if we know why we want it, we'll pay the price. But if we don't have a very clear vision of what that looks like, what that sounds like, what that feels like, what that is, no amount of information will work. He says, it's like a smoker. Does a smoker need to know what to do to stop smoking? Answer, no. There's just not a compelling reason for them to stop uh, even though it's printed on the carton, smoke these things and you will die. So the information is pretty direct. So they don't need to know what to do to stop. It's just having a compelling reason for doing it. And I think what you're saying is if you've got a really cool vision, 2020 vision, very clear on what you want your life to look like, gee, you'll get up early and you'll probably stay later at night than you would have if you actually just go, I'll just see, I'll, I'll, I'll have a punt and see what January looks like yep. and feels like and then see where that takes me. And if it's Go on the right way, then I might show up again with a bit more effort in February. It's like, no, be very clear. Give yourself to Easter. Where's your economic outcomes? Where's your private outcomes? Where are your personal outcomes? And mm. get focused in on that. And just think CEO, just think why not what? It's not how am I going to do all this? It's why do I even want those things? Because mm. in the game of life, like everything, if you find enough reasons, you'll find enough answers. If you don't find enough reasons, no answer is going to get the job done for mm. you. So this is really around ownership, accountability and responsibility and you know I, when I sit down with 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 people today and uh, with, with if it's my team I'm coaching or or others I'm, I'm sort of coaching it's I just have to sit there sometimes and say you know you need to want this more than I want it for you <laughs> right. and it's it, it really is a case of um well, tell me what to do and I'll do it well yeah that's okay but in in the business world it doesn't often work like that you do need that um that sense you need to build that confidence within yourself yep. that that enables you to go and do that and it all starts with um with that vision but then we quickly move um to values as well because i think if we've got the right values decisions become a whole lot easier Bloody in oath. terms of what we do now decision yep. as we know is a derivative of the word incision which means to cut off so when we do make a decision to do something we actually need to just burn the boat so to speak and right this is where i'm going get out of my way, I'm there. I'm, I'm running that marathon in, in November in New York or wherever. I'm taking the family to Disneyland or whatever you're doing. But, you know, with with values, my key message here is make them meaningful and make them nourishing. Meaningful and nourishing values. Those that really juice you, those that really go, you know what, the decisions in your life become a whole lot easier when your values are really clear and your values are aligned with your vision and where you want to go. I don't think that could be summed up any better. And I'm going to actually implore everyone who's listening to this just to pause right now, just rewind that last 90 seconds to two minutes and have a listen to that again because that is really the crux of whether 2020 is your best year yet or it's whether it's just regular programming resume with the calendar change. I mean, that is it. If you are very clear on what you value, decisions are very easy to make. Most people know what they value, Pete. 
when they don't have it anymore. That's mm. a shitty way to find out what I value. Yeah, yep. it's not that we value health. It's just that you know you have some tests run on you, and someone says I need to talk to you about the results of that test. Whoa! All of a sudden now we really value health. Whereas if that was something you already proactively knew, you could have actually taken the steps to protect your health a little bit, or maybe changing your diet, maybe exercising a little bit more. Don't want to get too philosophical with everybody listening here, right here, right now. But that is the crux of whether or not 2020 is your best year yet or whether it's just regular programming resume with a calendar change. You've got to be very clear on what you value. Once you've got your values based right, then decisions, as you say, are easy to make. If you've got a compelling why to get up every morning, you'll find more answers to any challenges you've got than anyone could possibly think. Then it all gets down to mindset. And if your mindset is, I've got a very clear vision, I know what I value, it's almost impossible for the mind not to follow. It's like, you know, I always love it when people go, you're always a glass half full kind of guy though. I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. It's (laughs) like, well, you know what? It's a refillable cup. (laughs) You know, you you don't have to be you know, staying, you know, half empty, you can have anything. It's a bloody menu. Go your hardest. It's open. It's a buffet. You're just saying I can only eat sort of entrees. No, you can do whatever you want in the game of life. You know, just jot jot down what you want, know why you want it. If you've got a very clear vision around what you value in the game of life, decisions are going to be easy to make. So get on with it. Absolutely love it. I I like to think of things that if you – if you started to do certain things on a daily basis right now, how different would life look? For Like, for example, yep. okay, if I committed to watching a TED Talk every day yeah, yeah, for yep. 30 days, yep. how do you think I'd be at the end of 30 days? You'd be a lot better. C- certainly wouldn't be worse, yeah? <laughs> certainly wouldn't be worse. But um, then, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a book a month or I'm going to subscribe to Blinkist and I'm going to, you know, um, do you know, a book summary a day, whatever it may be. But a commitment, a small commitment to that can have such a profound effect, but sometimes we we just don't do it. It just gets boring or whatever it may be. Mm. But the commitment needs to be, and I I read this um, recently, is try doing things in twos, try doing things in pairs. You know, if you've got some – it was, it was interesting. For example, if you've got these um, uh, vitamins or so forth, oh, I forgot to take them today, whatever it may be. You don't forget to have your cup of coffee in the morning, do yeah. you? So put your vitamins next to your coffee. Love it. You know what I mean? Um, or it might be put a little sign next to you on your cup. Every morning the cup says Blinkist or the cup says YouTube or the or whatever it may be, or TED uh, Talk. Just park your runners by the bed so that when your feet hit the floor they almost go into it. That compels you to get up and start walking. <laughs> yeah. So for some reason we try and – not make it easy for ourselves. Mm. You know what so I mean? We, we welcome distractions. We welcome in things to get us off what the things that we should be doing because, you know, because they're a little bit uncomfortable at the start. Well, we know that, you know, we've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable and it's amazing after you do something and, and repetition is a mother of skill. So after you've done something for 30 or 60 days, it's amazing how comfortable you become after that time because all of a sudden – your mind's grown or, or your body's all of a sudden taking on a different shape or whatever it may be. It's bloody exciting. It actually gives me tingles just thinking about it. Just the, We have the ability, as I, as I say so often, we're not stuck. We're, we're not a tree. Yeah, yeah. We're not a tree. We can move. We can actually – you can change something in this moment, in this instant, in this heartbeat. Yeah. As, as our good friend Tony Robbins says, you know, how do you change? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, yeah. But you really can. So for some that – delineation is a new year. Mm. Um, for some, you know, I'm 
it can be it should be right now. Yeah, you know. And I think you're right. You, when you say it's January one, I'm going to make this happen. So I'm going to. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give up smoking January one. So guess what I'm going to do right now? Buy my last carton and really chain smoke all the way through, just till <laughs> I get it right out of my system. Which actually all it does is feed the nicotine habit even more. So what we know is January one will come along and you'll go. Oh, actually, it's a bit hard because I'm socialising with a lot of people. I'll, I'll do it when I go back to work. Then I'll be distracted. And then you go back to work and someone says, "Do you want to go grab a coffee and a cigarette?" Yeah, well, he's a new guy, so I've got to build a bit of team camaraderie, so I'll go with him. And then you get to Easter and you go, I think I was going to give up cigarettes, but I haven't, right? So what we know is winners find ways of getting on with it and losers find ways of getting away with it. And, you know, I think avoidance comes into play because escapism is much more easier than discipline. So it's easier to escape. So, you know, my view is, is that get very clear on what you want, know why you want it. If you back that up with some very solid values, and as you said earlier, Pete, that vision stuff is just, to be honest, mate, we could have hit stop there and that would have been value content done for this podcast. But it's important to be aware that we're actually living that, you and I, because we've got some pretty heavy decisions to make in the new year in terms Mm. of how we're structurally set up in so many ways. And this is something I'm really committed to doing uh, for two reasons. Number one, it fills my cup up. So, and I have a refillable cup. So I I love that. I love interacting with you. I laugh all the way through the uh, prep work that we do, which is very minimal. <laughs> I laugh after it in terms of what we've done, but yeah, you know, more importantly, I'm just I'm loving the the information share and the the servant leadership of you know getting some really cool people who are just so willing to share and give. And yeah, you know, if we get that opportunity to do that more in 2020, it's going to be around something a bit more strategic, a bit more structured, yeah. so that we are ticking off the the right boxes. Mm, absolutely, and that comes back to the last thing that we can talk about today, and that's that's the execution going into. 2020 for me there's there's two big parts to this there's a there's the productivity arm and there's an efficiency arm so these are two things i can say personally um that i'm putting my hand up to say that these are big 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 rocks for me is is that productivity sense so um really just making sure that that the right time is allotted to the right um aspects of the of the business and what I do like whether it be voices of value or in, in my role um, of GM Victoria here so whatever that role may be is 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 just making sure that that it's productive and it's worthwhile I just say I say to agents a lot you know like I hope it's productive because every minute outside you know your home is away from your kids or your mm. wife or your significant other um, whatever it may be that's you better make time that, that there's real value in terms of what you do and you're and you're real productive in terms of that time you're you're allotting for that. But the second thing is around efficiency. So a lot of times we start something. I'm 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 the best at this, you know, well and truly in, in starting things. I could start a million things. <laughs> but getting more efficient in terms of actually making sure they're completed and just nailing them and go, right, 14 days, this is going to be done, dusted, we move on. I think our minds can get very clouded, very bogged down with things that remain a quarter to a half finished or three quarters finished. You're just just pulling up short of that finish line, and I think that can well and truly affect a lot of things we do in terms of productivity and efficiency, and therefore ultimately affects our execution in being able to deliver real results. Well, I think you and I both subscribe to the fact that it's not time management, it's choice management. I'm choosing to do what I'm going to do in this moment. Is this the best use of my time right now for the task I've got at hand? And as I'm doing this, what is it taking me away from? So what price am I paying to invest the time here right now? So it better be time well spent because ultimately, you know, it has cost us to do it. So even this podcast, while we have a lot of fun and it's around trip 
but for me to commute as it is for you to the studio to get it all wrapped away and done it's probably two hours a week which doesn't sound a lot but when we think about what we're packing into a week it's pretty heavy a bit of bit of planning not a lot but a bit of pre-planning with the guests and how we're going to make it happen and how we're going to make it work so that's sort of getting very clear, but clearly we're a bit more efficient with how we're doing it now than when we first started. Um, we can kind of come in and we know the shortcuts. It's like someone who speaks in public, you know, for the first time they're preparing as if it's going to be their one and only speech. So they're really rehearsing it and timing it right down to the last minute of saying the word the or the, you know, making sure you got it absolutely spot on. But 10 times into a presentation, you're probably finding the shortcuts. It doesn't take you quite as long. And so therefore, what we're looking for here is where's some efficiencies around the stuff that we're doing on a regular basis, not taking shortcuts, but how do we make time in doing it to, you know, to get it sort of, you know, I guess more productive for us. Mm, absolutely brilliant. So I think it's the important time of the year, as we've said, to do a lot of things, whether it be, you know, getting your vision right, doing your SWOT, getting that analysis well and truly out there, ensuring your values are aligned. Um, and so forth, but certainly a great contemplation time as well. Yeah. But the big thing I just want you to leave 2019 with listeners is is the fact that we're in a big wide world, you're not alone. And if part of what we give is is that um, I guess that friendly voice or, or whatever it may be. And, and And I think I want everyone to know that, that we're all in this together. And at times you do want to contemplate and just feel, you know, uh, you know, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be things that are going to come up all the time. But there is always there is always someone to talk to. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and that may not necessarily be a, a, a someone who's incredibly close to you because you feel oh, might feel embarrassed or whatever it may be. But there's always someone there to reach out and just you know just to share something with because you know if there's something there is no one no one in isolation going through a particular emotion. There is not one emotion. Yeah. Yep that you might be having that is in isolation that no one else in the world has got it. And that's my big takeaway from experience. And that's that's my big takeaway from this year was just to change how I view, you know, if someone comes to me with a challenge rather than try and be the answers to their prayers, I'll find out what they're praying for a little bit and then just go, you know what? I don't think I've got the solution, but gee, I've got an ear and I'm happy just to listen. And sometimes that's all the other person needs. They don't need it solved. They don't need a judge. They just need to be able to bounce it off someone and the, my favourite conversations this year, Peter, have been with people who are very strong, very stoic, very successful from the outside looking in, but sharing that they've had a few challenges. Our podcast has prompted them to think about, you know, fessing up around that to a degree and just having those conversations with no judgment, no expectation of a so- being solved, just, just feeling the release of the pressure cooker of just yeah. you know, sharing it with someone. And that's really what I take out of this year, that we've been able to provide that with the, many of the guests, whether it be Nick Brax or whether it be Wayne Schwartz who deal in this space on a professional you know, basis or whether it be some of the guests we've interviewed who are some of the most successful people in their industries. And they're saying, yeah, we've had some challenges that I've put my hand up and, you know, whether that be, you know, Shani Layton or whether that be sort of anyone that we've had from, a, you know, an elite sports um, background sort of sharing that too. So what I've taken out of this year is that um, there are some challenges out there. They're new to some people. Uh, they're certainly new to me in many respects. I hadn't had a real close experience of it. But now since we've done the podcast, I've certainly been able to sort of have some family members that I've engaged with through that platform and understanding it and learning the lessons from Wayne and Nick and, and, and even some of your conversations with some of our guests that we've had, Pete. It gives me the skill set just to listen yeah. with no judgment and just l- allow that sort of opportunity. So, yeah, I, I'm thrilled about that and I'm really looking forward to the vision of 2020 saying, okay, so we understand 
the darkness, but we really need to start getting you focused on the lightness because your life doesn't have to stay in that sort of dark corner. It can be anything you want it to be so long as you're actually ready to make that shift. And that's really what I'm really want to focus on in 2020. I think that's, that's great. It's, it's that, that pressure you put on yourself at times to have all the answers. Um, don't judge, just, just listen, be a better listener. Again, that's, that's one of the big things. Um, in 2020 for me as well is just I don't I think we can all take that next level of listening intently and that listening to understand as opposed to that listening to respond because yep. uh, come on have you finished yet because I want to say something yeah, right. <laughs> but really listening to understand and ask great questions and I think that is the ultimate rapport builder however more importantly it's the ultimate human builder mm. and I had a friend say to me uh, literally. About a week ago, Pete, because he goes, mate, where you go? I used to look forward to every Wednesday morning getting uh, like you've been a bit spasmodic lately. And I said, sorry, mate, it's not it's not our full time jobs. We've got other things to do in the game <laughs> of life. But we he's going. That's not what I'm here. I'm, yeah, if you're committed, be committed, and all that sort of stuff. I go, yeah, no, I get all that. I hear all that. And he he said this to me. He said. He goes, um, what's your favorite? What's been your favorite interview? I said, it's a bit like saying which of my children are my favorite children. Like they've been all good in their own way. They've all been valuable. I would have thought. Um, and I've said, but what's your favorite? And he gives me his answer, and I went, okay, I reckon I can tell what's going on in your world based on that answer. Mm. So it'll be different strokes for different folks because we're not all the same. But we are aiming to bring even greater voices of value to the microphone next year. And when I think of the quality of the talent of the coaches, of the elite people that we've brought to the microphone in our journey thus far with this podcast, that's a pretty bold statement to say the very best is yet to come. But that's how we sort of focus, don't we? We, we sort of look at, we look at January and go, that's our guest list. That's pretty impressive. It's like it's a this thing is just growing legs, and but you know it's always about serving others, and so we're very keen to hear from you. If you've got somebody who you go, yeah, who you guys should actually interview, and I think you you, know, you get some value from, it, be this person here. We don't have to know them, but I'm pretty sure once you tell us who they are and we do our research, if we think they're a real voice of value, they'll know us pretty quickly because we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to bring their messages to our our subscribers. Absolutely. So on behalf of us all here. At, uh, at Voices of Value, my co-host Rick Rushton, myself, Peter Kakos, and uh, Dom in the background, Dom our, in amazing the background, our amazing producer. Dom. All of our absolute amazing guests who gave up their time, we uh, didn't pay any one of them. That's the other thing to bear in mind. They're doing it to share content. That is a knowledge. good point, actually, yeah. Yeah, that they're also willing to give, uh, and we're too numerous to name here, 53 episodes, so we obviously had a fair few people over the journey, but mm. suffice to say that uh, you know they've all given up their time willingly just to share. And and certainly another message to reiterate what you said earlier, Rick, in terms of going back to earlier interviews that we've yep. done so forth, scrolling through, just picking them out because it's been amazing. Um, when you go back and you forget, I mean, we forget half the people. <laughs> and some people have only tuned into Voices of Value over the past sort of couple of months. So yeah, great point. There's some um, there's some really incredible, inspiring people to um, to get back through the catalogue and um, have a bit of a listen to in this um, in this festive season. Yeah, it's a good time to absolutely say where I'm at in the game of life, as we've all mentioned. And is there an interview here that's already in the can, if you will? Is, is there an interview I can download at the speed of click that's going to help me get to a better version of me in 2020? I think the simple answer to that is absolutely. So we've thanked a lot of people thus far, Pete. The last people we need to thank is our loyal subscribers. Who, oh yeah, who have been awesome to us they say that if you can uh, have seven podcast episodes uh, it puts you in the absolute elite so we've uh, we've we've well and truly ticked that box but we've only done it because you guys are giving us 
the absolute feedback that it is making a difference, that we are meeting some quality people through this particular podcast and we continue to to want to do that throughout. If you said to me at the start of this year, we would have connected with Jules Lund, that we would have connected with, you know, some of those people. Tony Pete. Rafferty. Tony yeah. Rafferty. How good. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. How, far, how can I forget him? I don't want to go through all the names. No, I know. Because we'll forget someone. Well, Shannon Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we'll get some absolute text but messages. But I just want to have a, just a quick sing out to, to my mum. My mum's just started listening as well over the last Ords. couple of months. Yep. Yep. Ords is a – we need some Voices of E T-shirts to give out to our yeah, loyal subscribers. Yeah. And, uh, well, Ords, you must be proud of uh, number one baby son who's done a, an amazing job. But, yeah, it's interesting because someone just said to me – again, I always sounds like we're making up the story, but someone just said to me, I've just found your podcast. This is bloody awesome. How long have you been doing this for? And I go, who did you hear us interview? And it's like – uh, Shanna Kennedy, how good was she? It's like, well, she's one of three coaches we brought to you this year. It's like, really? So it really is a, a great situation. But yeah, again, if we start reeling them all off, we'll be here for another 40 minutes and you know, and then I'll get text messages from Jonathan Creek saying, why didn't you mention me? And uh, we'll get we'll get a whole heap of <laughs> I things. I see what you did there. I yeah, see what you did, see yeah. what I did there. It's uh, pretty cool. It's but good. they have all been great. There's all no right. one that we've had that we would go... Yeah, if we had our time over again, we probably wouldn't have interviewed that person. Like, they've all had a voice of value, and that's what really what we're all about. Well and truly. So, as we sign off for yet another year, we look forward to seeing you all uh, on YouTube. Uh, and Because we're now on YouTube, YouTube and yeah. listening, of course, on all the uh, all the usual sites the podcast appears. But uh, thank you so much, loyal listeners. And, uh, and Ricky, can't thank you enough. And all the best. To Gay and the kids and for a wonderful, wonderful um, Christmas and New Year and um, bloody super excited about 2020. Well, thank you, mate, and thank you to you for making this all happen because you're the catalyst for this and uh, something you said we should have been doing a couple of years ago and can't go back and make a new beginning. We just start now and make a much better ending. So thank you, mate, for uh, keeping on this happening and to you and Emma and the two O's and uh, what you're going to do over Christmas, New Year is fantastic. I can't wait to be a part of your success in 2020 as we are with all of our listeners. Everyone be safe, be happy, enjoy the festive season, take a break, take a time to reflect. Most importantly, set up 2020 with a vision that makes you your best version of you because this is the youngest we'll ever be right now. So the clock is running for all of us. Make sure 2020 is your best. Signing out. We trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton, Peter Kakos and their valued guests. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. And we love to hear both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Additional information can be sourced through our website, voicesofvaluepodcast.com. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way.